This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, thanks. Okay, good afternoon, everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Baruch We continue our Chaim of the Rosh. We're up to Ois Membez. So I'm very excited to uh, begin this today. On Friday, I had the Zuchus to meet with Rav uh, Goldberg Shlita, who wrote this parish on Arches Chaim of the Rosh. And I, uh, I was by him for, for quite some time, and I was asking him about his writing, because I, I was not aware of how many Svarm of Goldberg wrote. He wrote Perushim on the Igeris Ramban, Igeris HaMosar Arches Sadikim, Masilas Yisharim, Shari Tshuva Yisait Ho'avoida, Derech Yitzchayim, Nefesh Achayim, and then on many Masechtas of Shas, um, he gave me a copy of his Perush on Yivamas. He wrote a Perush on Siddur in three volumes, Yimei Choyl, Yimei Shabbos, and Yom Naroim. He wrote a Perush on Shas. In fact, he told me that when he started, he wrote, he wrote a Perush on Chumash, which was his first Perush. And he said when he was a younger man, he went to Rav Shach to get a Haskama for his Perush on Chumash. And Rav Shach said, uh, why don't you write on Halacha? But he said that that um, he did sort of through the back door, and that for Svarim to have siyata, for Svarim to be neskabel, they need to have a special siyata deshmaya. He wrote something interesting on Golos Yishmael. He wrote that after nine eleven. He wrote a sefer on Corona called Chazak Vinis Chazek Ba'adamenu. He wrote a perush on Chumash uh, on Chinuch, and uh, in it he says. You know, sometimes a person feels that, you know, they don't have time to learn with their kids because they have to learn themselves. And, you know, it's always a balance and a struggle. And he tells the story how the Briskarov gave up 10 years of his life to just focus on the chinuch of his children. And even though 10 years of the Briskarov learning and writing is uh, quite a loss for Klal Yisrael, but nevertheless, the Briskarov, all of his children were all great people in their own right, and that was because of the time that the Briskarov dedicated to them. So, I, I asked, I invited Rev Goldberg maybe to give us a little, uh, uh, maybe a hakdama to the next Sefer we learned, so we'll see. Okay, we're up to Ma'ais Membez. Erev uvaikar v'tzaharayim shmar ha'itim hakvuim l'tfila. Evening, morning, afternoon, one should guard the times set for tefillah. Number one, that means as follows. That one always has to be aware of this man tefillah because if one davens after this man tefillah, they're not making the mitzvah of tefillah. But besides that, you know, there are different kinds of people. Some people, they come exactly when davening starts. Some people, they sort of roll in after davening's already started. But it's important to sort of be there before the davening begins, to be in the proper frame of mind and just pasha to be able to say all the words somebody comes after the davening already started, it's nearly impossible to uh, to be able to recite the entire tefillah. Open up your heart one shah before davening. Now the, the Mishnah says in Brachas, the Chassidim HaRishayinim would wait an hour and they were davening in order to be mechavein liban la'aviyam shabashamayim. And the Mishnah Brewer says, from the Tamid Rabbeinu Yaina, that even though normally Sha'achas could mean even a moment, the Gemara doesn't mean a moment. The Gemara means a full hour. 
And the Mishnah Bura says that was for the Hasidim Rishonim, but for others, it's enough to, uh, to, uh, to delay a little bit amount of time. That's why there's a halacha, that one cannot, one has to wait the, to, before davening the amount of time that it takes to, to walk eight tfachim before beginning. Now, uh, Rav Volba says that Lamaisa Bizman has even a moment or two of his bainanus before one begins to daven is extremely effective in clearing out one's mind and being able to enter the proper frame of mind to be able to daven. But again, if a person's running in and he's th- throwing off his coat as he's coming in and he's sort of saying Ashrei on the way in and half of Ashrei when the tzibur already started, that's not really the proper uh, frame of mind to be able to go into the tefillah. Says the Rush, Vahevi Zahir Shatia Measara Harishainam. Be careful to be among the first ten who come to the davening. Now, one would have thought that being from Asarishainam is a good practice, a nice practice, a hidr, a milsa the chasidos. And the Gemara says in Brachas Dav Memzainu Bezla Oilam Yashkim Adam Lebeis Haknesses to be Zoicha, to be counted with Asarishainam. Because even if a hundred people come after that, they give you schar keneged all of them. By the way, if you remember when we were learning Tomer Devarah, Tomer Devarah says it's specifically a hundred. Because when you have ten people, each one has a chilek of all ten. So in effect, you have in you the chilek of a hundred people. And so you, one would have thought that this is a milsa de chasidus, but the rush is saying, be zahir to fulfill it. Now as we learned, Rabbi Rucham said, the rush wrote this for himself. The, the Archas Haim of the rush was written for himself. But nevertheless, he's sort of demanding of himself to fulfill this. Now the Mishabur brings that the Arizal was not makbid to be minasar rishaynim, because number one, Darizal was sickly and he had to defecate. He had to clean himself. And he wanted to be able to enter the shul already wearing talus and tefillin. And that you can't do before the day. Now the Magen Avram brings the raya from Darizal that the mile of entering the shul wearing talus and tefillin is more important than being from the Asari Shoinim. And the Kavachayim says the same thing, but that's not like the Malbum. The Malbum says that the reason Arizal did not come as Arishayim is because he was uh, sickly. Now, the Maila of being Me'as Arishayim is not only for Shachras, it's for Mincha Marav as well. In fact, the Kavachayim writes that if somebody was not Mekayim, Asara Arishayim by Shachras, one should try to make it up by Mincha and by Marav. And... Uh, okay, and then the Mechaber continues, V'al tedaber sicha Do not have idle conversation in the shul. Now there's not talking about davening. Of course you can't have any conversation by davening. It's talking about outside of davening. You cannot converse in a shul. This is a subject we've spoken about that uh, according to technical halacha, you may not converse in a shul. We're talking about nothing derogatory, just regular ordinary, mundane, business conversation, shooting the breeze, uh, that would not be permitted. We once quoted from someone to legitimize that if you have a cheshven, that you're talking to someone, you're wishing them good morning, how are you, how's your family, just out of friendship to Mekayim, 
that might be considered a Dvar Mitzvah, but outside of that type of calculation and Cheshben, it would not be permitted. Do not be lacking and missing in wearing Tfilin. Again, this is back in the day when, when uh, people, or, or at least pious individuals, would wear Tfilin beyond the scope of the specific Tfilah. So here we have the various practices of Tfilah. To be makbid on the Zman Tfilah, to be makbid on when the minion starts, to prepare oneself mentally before the Tfilah, Try to be from the Asar Rishonim, not to convert in the Shul, and to be regular wearer of Talos and Tefillin, even outside of the, the time of the davening. Thank you everybody for joining us, and Be'ez Hashem, we'll see everyone tomorrow, and Ois Mem Gimel, have a wonderful night, Kol Tov. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.